I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Tatsa Pine Lautiwa Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. It's been a minute. I feel like we haven't chopped it up in a long time. So I'm very excited to to jump in and see what you've been doing. <sighs> right, though. It, it does seem like a long time. I guess we didn't record last week, technically, right? No. Yeah, but a week yeah, too yeah. long. Yeah, for real. Uh, we did have an episode that came out, so, you know, it filled the void, yet uh, it's kind of crazy because, yeah, then, like, for us, behind the scenes, we go, like, what, two weeks without talking to each other where it's like, dang, what all happened during this time? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, it's so good to see your smiling face. You too. Uh, yeah. I, I, are you facing, like, an outdoor window or something? Like, the lighting is just like, whew. I am, but it's dark. I put, I actually, I have room to set up a little light. So I'm like, okay, Ah, I'm going to do that this time. Okay. (laughs) Because I've never had space to necessarily do that. So now I have all the space. A little uh, professional luminescence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can really see my dark circles. (laughs) (laughs) Never that. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I actually turned my desk. Well, I'm uh, not in my normal recording place yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the secondary place that I'm in right now, I'm facing kind of like towards the outdoor window because here we did like spring forward to, mm-hmm. well, I guess like springtime, whatever. And yeah. so like now, yeah, now it's in the afternoon, yet it's like actually sunny outside. It's actually bright. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, well, I guess I could suck in some, or like soak in some of this uh, natural light to help me on the Zoom call today. Yeah, uh, I'm loving all of the yeah. the the sun. The past today and yesterday, it was super nice out. The time did spring okay. forward over the weekend, and so um, it was kind of rainy for a while. And finally, the 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 sun came out, and it's been warm, and it's been nice. And you know, I'm not complaining. So yeah, I'm. I'm, a, I'm in full support of this spring forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I completely forgot that it was actually even happening. Uh, and then it was like my grandma who was like, be sure to set all your clocks forward. Uh, she sent out a text at like 1130 that Saturday going into Sunday, whatever the day, the day was. Yeah. And I was like, all right, thanks for the heads up, Graham. Uh, even though I don't think I have any clocks to set. Uh because everything is electronic. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I have, well, I mean, I have my, I always have a clock in my bedroom. So most okay. people like, I don't know. I've always had a clock. Like I like having a clock in like places. I know a lot of people just don't anymore. Got it. But yeah, in my bedroom, I, I, I mean, they're like normal and like around the house in a normal way. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have them in my bedroom. I have it. Obviously the kitchen has, and the stove has a clock. Um, so yeah, I'm still a clock user. <laughs> Are these like analog clocks? Where, what's the difference? I use the I digital ones. I don't have okay. the old school one. I do if it depend depends on like the feng shui of it all. I might have like the old school clock, but okay. But yeah, our house is like <laughs> littered in old school clocks, and I have never appreciated old school clocks because then I don't like it when it's nighttime and you're trying to go to sleep and it's just like. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. 
can somebody please shut that clock up? Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. And so we still we still have some around the house. And I'm like, it's the digital era. Like, I understand, mm-hmm. like, having clocks around yet. <laughs> come on now. Because uh, even when you get, like, the quote-unquote silent clocks, I don't even know what that type of clock is called. Anyways, whenever you get the silent ones, they're like, they, you can still, maybe it's just my ears, I can mm-hmm. still, like, catch that ticking every second. And it's just, like, I focus on it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that be like, uh, don't think about fry bread. You know, then the first thing you do is like, ooh, fry bread, you know? Exactly. Uh, don't, don't think about eating gummy bears right now. Oh, dang, now I'm thinking about eating gummy bears, you know? So, like, when I hear that clock ticking, it's just like, oh, don't listen to the clock tick. And that's all I hear is just... I would think the opposite. I would think it's very soothing, especially when you're going to bed and, you know, you just need your mind to focus on one area. I would think it would be the clock. It never really bothered me. At first, I think think when you first lay down, it's like, okay, the clock's ticking. But then after a while, it just kind of eases away from me. But, yeah, I don't blame (laughs) you. If it really bothers you, then, yeah. Yeah, I fixate on it. Yeah. My grandma, growing up at my grandma's house was crazy because uh, she had one of those grandfather clocks, ones that like stand up from the floor all the way up. And every hour it did like a 30 second chime. Uh Uh, It was like, doom, 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 doom. Like it did Mm. that every hour, uh, but like full like... That that was just like one tone. It was like harmonized between yeah. like different like pipes. Uh, and so it didn't matter what time of the night. It would be like two, three in the morning, mm-hmm. and that chime would go off, and it'd be like, "Oh, why do we need this?" Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I remember those clocks. I'm trying to remember where I heard it. I know what was it. Um, I don't remember, but I know exactly the tone you're talking about because I remember hearing <laughs> yeah. that tone too. <sighs> and it'd just be louder and heck. You'd be like, you know, like deep in asleep, and the next thing you know, okay, it's the top of the hour because you know, grandfather clock just had to let me know. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah. Sheesh. Wildness. So yeah, enjoying the spring forward. Um, and here you are ahead of me. You're back on the East Coast now, yeah. I am. I'm back on the East Coast, so I've just been getting settled. I'm in the midst of moving, um, so I've been doing that for the last week. But then also, um, I had the opportunity to go to this amazing, amazing conference, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But yeah, so this whole week has just been kind of jam-packed. Things are still in bins. Things still need to be transported. Moving is not necessarily a fun process. I mean, it's not a terrible process because you can look in the blessings of it all, but... It's definitely a process. <laughs> Getting my workouts in, and uh, but yeah, it's 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 been good. So back here um, on the East Coast, I'm in DC now officially, no longer Virginia. Um, oh, okay. So that's also an adjustment, but it's been good. It's been really good. So I'm. I'm looking forward to just getting everything where it's supposed to be and build, having everything built already because <laughs> I'm starting yes. from scratch. So I'm like getting all new everything. And so, you know, your girl broke out her handy manny drill and um, yes. has been setting things up and putting things away. So it's been a process, a good process, but it's a process. So I'm looking forward to just sleeping and <laughs> chilling and being comfortable because this week has been a whirlwind. Like I barely checked my emails and obviously I 
as, you know, an entrepreneur that you have to check your emails. <laughs> it's been a good <laughs> a week, week and a half, and I just haven't <laughs> had time to get a solid thought. So it's been a week, but it's been a good week. So I'm looking forward to this weekend um, to, to kind of catch up on what I need to catch up on and sort some things out. Yeah. Back to your uh, Bob the Buildstress yeah 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 <laughs> have you ever watched handy handy manny or have you ever heard of it uh, i don't think so it's like it's bob the builder but he's latino so it's um well, okay the i forget his name who's the um the main the main guy he did um that show yo mama that's the only thing and then he's done that what that 70s show i forget his name builder I don't, you know, I don't even know. I wouldn't even know it if you brought it up. <laughs> but yeah, I can see his face. But anyway, he's the he's Walter the Ronda one that the, that does the voice of it. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But yeah, I've um, been I've been getting Wilmer. I said Vilder. Wilmer Valderrama <laughs> potentially. Potentially. Uh, yeah, potentially. Okay, I'll. What you said, Handy Mandy. Handy Manny, M-A-N-N-Y. Okay. Yeah, it was a cute little kids show, but it was basically Bob the Builder, but Okay, yeah, it's, <laughs> that is Wilmer Valderrama. Yeah, the guy from yeah. that 70s show. Yeah. Okay, cute. I'll look into it. 2006 so, yeah. animation. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, how's it? Well, you need to catch me up on your week. Yeah. You don't post on your story as often in real time, and I was totally trying to find <laughs> and keep up with you this past week, and I was like, okay, I got like one, like one story post. <laughs> What's right. going on? Where is Kellen? What is he doing? So I need <sighs> all the juicy details of this last Yo. week. That's such that. a struggle. Low-key, it's such a struggle to like want to post in real time and then also wanting to just live in real time exactly exactly yeah but i needed you to not live in like like you need to live a little bit more digitally please a little bit more in the the virtual sphere yeah no i feel you uh because definitely i did get to do some cool things uh much like you i did get to attend a conference i got to travel a little bit i've been out and about as well uh yeah, yeah, that definitely was a struggle because I was like, "Oh, this is something new. This is be so, like this would be so cool to share with everybody." Uh, and then at the exact same time, I was like, "I don't want to take my phone out though." So uh, <laughs> I was like, "They, I guess they just have to know like telepathically that I would love to share this thing with them." That's um, true. <laughs> which you know, it doesn't really go down like that. However, you know, if only it did. Uh, yet, uh, yeah, things have been cool. Uh, I got to go down to Las Vegas over the oh, about a week ago. Uh, I went uh, to uh, podcast movement. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a conference with a bunch of podcast creators and supporters, uh, a lot of industry folks. Uh, and yeah, much like any other conference, uh, they had a bunch of sessions uh, going over different topics, uh, different networking events, uh, and also a couple parties, which I was so clueless going into it. Uh, I didn't even think about like the parties that would happen. So I just, I brought like, you know, my regular clothes being like, okay, you know, after, (laughs) after the day, I'm just going to want to go back to the room and kick it, you know, and and just whatever. And it was like, oh no, like there's a party tonight. And I was like, oh man, like I didn't bring no going out clothes. Uh, So I was kind of upset. So I know now for a future that I also, you know, want to make sure to bring something to get cute into uh, Mm -hmm. here and there. 
Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. Um, we had a great time. Uh, the first night, actually, they had an award show called the Ambies, which yes. I hadn't even heard about. Have you heard of the Ambies no, at all? Never. Right? Look at us, like full on podcasters, not even knowing like about the Ambies. Um, yeah, it's as I try to like pull up this <laughs> web browser smoothly, it's not really happening as smoothly as I wanted it to. Oh well. Um, anyways, word show for uh, podcast excellence, audio excellence. Let me see. Uh, the awards for excellence in audio. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, the Ambies celebrates excellence in podcasting and elevates awareness and status of podcast as a unique and personal medium of entertainment, information, storytelling, and expressions. Hmm. So, yeah, you know, basically like Emmys, Grammys, Tonys, Oscars. Uh, yeah, for podcasts. So I was like, I okay, it. here we go then, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, so another thing for, for us to throw on the vision board and to, to start working towards, because, yeah, it was dope being in that room and being like, oh, girl, I didn't even know this was possible. Okay, <laughs> y'all going to see us up on this stage. Yes, <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you, though, for just being fully present, especially at something like that, to where it's like, okay, let me break out my notepad, my pen, or whatever I need to to make sure I'm getting all of that needs to be absorbed at this event. So, yeah, I don't blame you. Um, but I do blame you for not bringing going out clothes, going to the city of going out. But, yeah, that... that that sounds amazing. I really wish I was there the whole time. Just like, ugh. but I had to work. But yeah, that seems like a very awesome. Even and even the person you <laughs> you went with, <laughs> um, they were texting me too and be like, you have to be here next year. And I was like, I know. But it sounded like it was an amazing, amazing time, and I'm so glad you were able to suck it up and get the most out of it and just yeah. have a good time. Yeah, it it was everything. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll definitely dive in a little bit more too. Uh, yet, yeah, that, that was basically it. Uh, then coming back to here up in the Northwest, and ever since I've been here, I've been on the move. I have today to be sedentary, to be in place, and then I'm back on the move uh, in about 12 and a half hours. I love uh, it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's like, all right, here we go again. Gas up the rig, let's go. Um, yes. So yeah, it, it, it's like you said, a whirlwind of events, yet uh, blessings Big in general. blessings, big blessings. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, uh, so tell me about this conference, because uh, I got to see a little bit that you shared online, and also you got to hit up a powwow too. Yeah, so let's see, let me... Because I'm right, right, exactly. Yeah, so last weekend, last week is when I got back. Um, so that's when I was kind of really getting a lot of things in, moving things around. And then um, there was a powwow going on as well last weekend. So I was like, oh, I gotta go check this out. And so it was at the University of Maryland. And they were, it's, it was small. I mean, I would definitely call it like a mini powwow, very mini. Yeah, like a day um, celebration. Yeah, it was just like from, I think it started from 11 and ended in, at like five. So it was just like a six hour powwow. And it's put on by the organization. I don't know if it's like, I forget what the organization is called, but it's a student organization who, oh wait, actually I got it right next to me. What am I talking about? Um, yes. 
I'm thinking this is the name of the group, Multicultural Involvement and Community Advocacy. So they represent a long list of BIPOC, um, just student engagements and student clubs. And so the, the students that were there, they, I think it was an annual powwow before the pandemic. And then the last one that they had was obviously in like 2019. And so they were hoping to bring it back for the last few years and obviously just cut it. And so this was their time to bring it back. And it was cute. So like you go in and it was like in a more of an auditorium. Well, I wouldn't say auditorium, but it's like a big, nice ballroom type um, space. And then you have like the MC, of course, and they had a couple drum groups. But what was really cool to see was that there was so there's so many different tribes, you know, we're so used to our powwows and having the same type of contest and dances and stuff like that, which is great. But yeah. then coming over to a different region or a different area, and you know, even being more exposed to other tribes and how they dance and why they dance the way they dance and having different dance categories was cool. So even though it was small, you know, they only probably had few dancers on the floor it was still cool to kind of experience that and then obviously being on the east coast you know it's kind of more so especially i guess specifically in this location and where they were doing it and things like that it was more so informational i feel it was that kind of crowd but at the same time it was it was still okay for me because i didn't know about each of some of the dance styles or why or what region some of these dances came from because even like i grew up in new york when i was younger and like i was used to smoke dance and stuff like that but that was kind of as far as it went i didn't know about like the blanket dance and you know a couple other other dances and and tribes that they even talked about like north carolina tribes and why they brought it up so they would explain each dance before they would come out and why they do certain things so that was kind of cool and then they had you know i was excited to go get some fry bread but there were no food vendors so that was the only (laughs) only thing that i wasn't able to get my fry bread fixed but um but yeah it was it, it, it was really good um it was cute just to kind of at the end all of the students who put it together came up and spoke and um it was just kind of really cool to understand why they wanted to do it and um, things like that so so yeah that was the powwow that was last weekend um all the students like from different tribal nations or were they mostly like that's what i'm not sure of because they didn't bring up their tribe like when they went up to spoke they didn't say what they were affiliated with or who so that was different but they were all they were all native because that's what they said they were like the whoever um introduced them but i don't know what tribes they specifically were from got it okay yeah but yeah Yeah, i'm just curious about like the demographic like you know if it's like people who are local to the area Mm -hmm. or you know like people coming in from different areas yeah so all the students go to the university of maryland but then a lot of the like the dance at least from the i don't i didn't know where the dancers specifically came from but the mc was describing each of like which region each dance was from so of course we had you know our like they had the grass and traditional and fancy and jingle but then they also had other dances that were specifically from like north carolina tribes connecticut tribes stuff like that um so that was cool dope 
Yeah. Okay, so that's the powwow. And so then that the was conference. Saturday. Okay. Yes, okay. I've had like a full. <laughs> Last weekend, I went, so I did the powwow on a Saturday, and then Sunday I went to this really really dope show called the Black Boy Art Show. Yes, and... I did. Oh, see, I knew you had hella things. That's so I was like, I can't even remember all the things you've had yet. You've had a lot. Okay, please go into. Because there's this, a couple yes. things I've been wanting to go to, so like I just happened to come across the powwow like when I was on social media, and I was like, oh, I gotta check that out you know yeah, yeah. at the time this weekend and so i went to that but i've been wanting to go to the black boy art show forever so i was like okay i'm going when they come to dc because it's a tour so basically okay this organization or this event group will go to each city or different cities and it's literally what it is black boy art and so it's like all male artists and it's just a huge like exhibition basically like the artists are there the dj's there they have a perf- they have performers and you can just buy art and turn up and get some really good food so um it was really cool to kind of go there and witness that it got my wheels turning a little bit as to you know event planning and mm-hmm. you know what our community could do so which is the whole reason why i really wanted to go but also just to kind of experience that so that was really cool from there i went to go see coco jones which is a great right. it was an amazing okay. concert um so i mean that speaks for itself and then then, um and then the conference came on monday and so monday till wednesday um it was an amazing conference put on by the inter-american foundation which is based here in dc and they basically um wanted indigenous artists not your not just native american but you know on a global level of indigenous Mm. artists and women artists so um Shout out to Stacia. She chose me to be one of the artists that she brought to represent our tribe. And so um, we were able to go and it was just like three days of just basically presenting. So I presented what I do and then every other artist that was there presented what they did as well. So we had okay. Stacia, as I mentioned, Stacia Morphine of um, Nespers Tourism. We had Lydia Scahan, who's an independent artist. Um, we had Beyond Buckskin, that brand. We also yes. had Angela. Oh, I can't remember her her last name. Um, I'm going to pull it up, though. And, okay. Um, shout out her brand. And then we also had um, all of the... Indi- and then we had um, Makwa Studios by Maggie Thompson, who's just an amazing overall human being. Um, and then we also had a group of women from Chiapas, Mexico. Damn. So, yeah. So they brought their group of artists, and they're a collective of artists. Okay. So they do textile um, and we got to witness how they did their craft and it's so time consuming and their thing is pricing. And I eventually found out, you know, converting it into USD, it was 30 pesos, which was really like a dollar fifty an hour. Yeah, which was crazy. And yeah. so they were kind of curious, at least the, you know, the people in charge of their organization and then them themselves as well. I was like, well, how do you price? And so we each kind of um, had the opportunity of just explaining what we do why we do it how we do it and so we got a you know a dab of of everyone's artistry and it was so passionate because especially as artists like our work is personal you know what i mean and so there was a lot of great emotion and heartwarming emotion kind of in the room and it was great like the the days went by quick because we were learning so much we were tired but it was a good sense of tired because we were just so engaged and glued to everyone and what they were doing so so yeah and so that was a three-day conference and um 
again, it was it was great. And then we finished it off at the Native American Indian Museum, um, which I still feel, you know, could use some work. <laughs> but okay. That's I just me personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just feel like, you know, our oppression is very obviously highlighted in which, you know, the world does need to see. But I think it's also very important to showcase where we are now and some of the Come amazing on. artists we have now and just where we are and i think that's what where some of the issues lie is people don't really know that we still exist you're walking into these museums looking at everything that had happened to us but you're not spotting what's currently what we're doing currently to where people are thinking we just don't you know we're not really around or we're a small number and so i don't think it's necessarily helping in that light so i'm just hoping you know in the future they're able to kind of just restructure a little bit, reshift, um, switch up their gift shops, switch up, um, <laughs> you know, have it. I would love to see it for us by us. I'll just put it that way. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we ended the trip there and we were, you know, leaving was kind of hard because we're like, man, we, we spent these last three days together. We got to know so much about everyone. And even though commu- the communication is different, the energy was all there. You know, it doesn't you don't have to understand someone when they speak, when you're like really listening to how they're saying their words. And so they had a translator there. Um, so we were constantly listening to what they were saying. They were constantly listening to what we were saying. Um, so it was very, you know great in that way um but the women from chiapas they were um totil is that how you pronounce uh-huh. it totil? Yeah. yeah so they're mayan right that's kind of like a uh i believe it is yet. yeah so their language was be- so as soon as i kind of got a glimpse because some of them they kept saying like you know I, i'm not very well with you know with speaking um I'm still learning, you know, how to speak basically Mexican. And I was like, but then once I got a, cause then I was thinking, okay, they, they're really probably deep in Mexico. They have another form of language. And then I heard them speak and I was like, I know this language. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there was that apocalypto, yep. Wakanda forever. Like, I was exactly. like, Bruh. Yeah, it, it sounds ancient. It, <laughs> exactly. Like, it just, like, it, it makes my bones quiver whenever yes. I hear it. Cause I'm and like, ooh, girl, this goes back. Seriously. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so beautiful to it's, where uh, I wish. It's ridiculous. Serious. And so, like, I wish I, um, cause I have, even like when Wakanda forever came out, I was like, oh, no, I know this language. Cause I used to watch Apocalypto all the time and I'm like, right. man, the language is so beautiful. Just how they, the glottals and everything that they have so, you know, specific to their language. And so mm-hmm. I was like, man, if only they could speak that and then translate it. So just so I can hear it because it's so beautiful. Yes. But, um, so yeah, it was an amazing, amazing experience. Everyone there was so welcoming and um, attentive. And so I want to give a sh- huge shout out to Jessa um, growing... Why am I forgetting everybody's name right now? Growing Thunder. Anyway, I'm going to come back because okay. I don't want to butcher everyone's names. I'm sorry, y'all. It's been a week. But um, yeah, just shout out to all the ladies there. They have, they were, they were absolutely amazing. I was just really honored to kind of be a part of that, that, um, that week. Um, and it did begin before I got there. And so I was just there. I was just there for the, for three days. And I just felt like that wasn't enough time either. And it was the first one that they had in person, the exchange. So mm-hmm. I, um, I'm looking forward to, to other artists being a part of that. But yes, Jessa Ray Growing Thunder. <laughs> Shout okay, out to her. Okay. I did not mean to butcher that. I'm sorry, y'all. My brain is not 
functioning as well as it should be. I was telling Kellen, I laid down for a power nap and woke up a minute before we're supposed to be on. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it's been a, it's been a, a, a fun, a fun week, um, this, this past week and we're still going, I still got a lot more things to do and to show up for, um, in terms of work, but it's, it's a blessing and just kind of everything aside, you know, it, it's, it's a lot, but, but you know, my mom, I remember my mom texted me yesterday and I was going from the conference and then coming home and then having to teach um, like a four hour class and, you know, you just scatterbrained. And so like my mom was just like, um, you know, these are your goals coming into fruition, basically. Like it was something so simple and what, whatever she was saying. And I was just like, that's true. That's true. So, you know, I always say it's a blessing to be busy and it really, really is. So, um, I'm just thankful that I've gotten to be a part of everything this past, this past week. And it's not like exhausting. It's like, it's a good type of exhausting. So, um, so yeah, just very grateful. Baby, this is what you came for. (laughs) (laughs) Lightning strikes every time she moves. Yep, mm. that's you. And everybody's <laughs> watching <laughs> her. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, that's, no, it's for real. It's, it's just like, you know, the things that you ask for, the things that you manifested, the things that you put the work in, you know, it's showing itself. And so, yeah, it's like them all being layered, the multitude of things that can be like semi, semi-exhausting semi in the moment. And then, yeah, when you hear something as simple as like what your mom said, you know, like, oh, these these were the things that, you know you had coming towards you. These are the goals that you were working to achieve. It's like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, also, I yeah. want to give a oh, shout out go. to Angela really quick, just because I don't want to forget. But um, she has a brand called, and hopefully I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but Banishi Ikwawak. She, um, she's an amazing, amazing just being. Um, she also has a great great set of kids she has three beautiful beautiful kids um that she is constantly promoting and showing off to the world so make sure to follow follow her she goes by angela roke her page is benishi Iquawag. um but yeah and that her kids also has a great band called blood quantum so just go check out her page and give her a follow plus everyone else that we that i mentioned um, if you want to follow the ladies from Chiapas, they are um, Juxta Nation, J-U-X-T-A Nation, N-A-T-I-O-N, um, as well as N-G-O Impacto. Um, so yeah, those are just some amazing women that were a part of the, the conference. Okay, I'm done. I just wanted to make sure I give yeah. everyone the right shout outs. Yeah. No, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. And yeah, all I was going to say is that, yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, Totsil is a Maya language spoken by the indigenous Totsil Maya people in the Mexican state of Chiapas. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, just double confirming that. And how wild that we both have had Chiapas experiences within like six months of each other. Because uh, Chiapas is the place that I went to back in August. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't know that. I know you went there, but I didn't know you went there. Like, I knew yeah. you were in Mexico, but I didn't know it was Chiapas. Dang, I'm jealous yeah. now because I want to go down there. Yeah, and so that's what I was talking about. Like, even back then, I was like, because down there, I was like, there's hella indigenous people, and they speak their language primarily, and then Spanish secondarily. Yeah, exactly. And so some of the people that we met didn't even speak Spanish. So mm-hmm. but they had to go from like Totzil to like Mexican Spanish 
to English and then like back through. So like some of our translation chains were pretty intense. And then then you throw in uh, Nimiputimt because we were down there as a group of uh, Nez Perce riders, so Nimipu people. Mm -hmm. So we would speak uh, Nimiputimtki in in our language. So it'd be like Mm -hmm. Nimiputimtki to English through Spanish into Tzotzil and back. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, That's yeah, exactly so it how like, it was at the yeah, conference, too. Yeah. It would be uh, a wild translation change. And, yeah, it was crazy because, yeah, there were so many stories that were shared in between us that it was just like, you know, indigenous peoples throughout this this land, these continents, um, how many of our stories and our thoughts and our uh, experiences are, like, united or paralleled, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's crazy that you had some women from Chiapas and, like, how just, like, that experience was, I'm sure for you, like, super just, like, impactful or, like, meaningful, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And both of us here with Chiapas connections and within <laughs> literally, like, six months of each other. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can add that to our list. I need you oh, to be my tour guide yeah. and go down there. Our list of places that we need to go. <laughs> yes. Heck Yeah. And yeah, being down there, like I remember, like yeah, those women, they're like, um, one, they would like wear their, their like traditional wear, so like you can just tell, like oh, these are native people, you know, these are indigenous people, and I think I brought this up in like the, the episode, like way back then. So this is way back in August when I was coming back um, from Chiapas. Uh, yeah, they were talking about how like even their indigenous liberation was only very recently, like up until like the nineties or something like that, like a recent decade, they were like, yeah, like if you were walking down the sidewalk, like the indigenous person was expected to step down into the street to let other people walk by. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they talk about, um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting? Uh, I know caracoles is the compounds that they are. um, The, I want to say, Sandinista. I have to look it up though. Anyways, um, revolutionary, um, or I guess just revolutions, uh, were led by indigenous peoples uh, mm-hmm. to like storm the capital and to like make change uh, within the state. Uh, and so, yeah, that was, it was just really crazy to see. Um, yeah. And, and to learn some of this history and then to, like, be in the area and see kind of the remnants of it or just, like, the, the day-to-day, you know, where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you are. You can tell, like, these are, like, indigenous people and then these are people who walk in, like, a more Western life. Yeah. Uh, and how they're just right there in the same city. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it was crazy. Or in the same state, really, but the city that we were in, San Cristobal, so, yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like they still, like, have a lot to work with a lot of work to do because they were there um, as a group against a collective of women who I I can't think of what the style necessarily is or what they call it, but they do textiles. And so they make different things through, you know, very fine yarn, Um, even down to like the shirts that we wear, like all of the stitching is so intricate and they do that all by hand with wood and all of these handmade tools. Um, yes. it's, just, it's just crazy. And so I'm like, dang, I would charge thousands just for one shirt because of how intricate it is. But one of the things that they were saying um, is that it's so patriotic. Oh, what's not the word? What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Um, 
whatever. Men basically have the upper hand just in general. And so um, they even, even down to the point to where, you know, the women, even I think one of the ladies there had to ask her husband if she could go because they can't do things, a lot of things without their permission. Um, And she was even mentioning how like her husband would sometimes find things for her to do. So she couldn't go do what she wanted to do because I guess they have this idea, like they're going to find another man and run off with him. And so it's such a male dominated culture to where what they're doing is basically kind of rebelling in a sense of, um, to kind of what their culture has always known. Um, one of the ladies who I was super just, you know, thankful for, for being there, she led one of the ceremonies there as well. She, um, her name was Luz. It was Maria de, or Maria de Luz, L-U-Z. And mm-hmm. um, we just call her Luz when she was there. But she um, she said, like, she was mentioning how like her and her, her husband, they're very unified in everything that they do. So like, the, her husband does the dishes or she he cooks and that's like a big thing because men don't do that or yeah, you know she might tend to the animals and that's a big thing too and so that's one thing that they're definitely having to deal with and it was it was awesome to see that they're showing girls it's okay like you if you have if they're if you have other talents to do them it's okay to be independent and do your work and you know become a business in that way rather than just having to play you know the right hand to the man so they kept i could i could tell immediately that that's what it was because they would always say you know us women are as women and you know it, you could already tell that there was some sort of barrier there that they're used to having to deal with when it comes to um gender roles so yeah. so yeah i mean there there it was a very strong group of women and they all had great stories but definitely want to get down there and just to, just to see see where they really come from and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I also want to clarify too, uh, Zapatista uh, is the word that I was looking for. Uh, And so yeah, uh, Zapatista Army of National Liberation um, or uh, EZLN. Yeah, it's a political group uh, that controls um, some territories in Chiapas. Uh, And uh, They've had, uh, so yes, like since 1994, uh, the group has been, you know, in, uh, it says on this page at war with the Mexican state. I don't want to say that necessarily, you know, like, you know, combating uh, the major states and institution. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really the ideology being characterized by liberation uh, and uh, having liberation theology at the roots. Uh, so... Basically, Zapatistas uh, aligning themselves with, you know, uh, seeking indigenous control over local resources, especially land. So we got to actually go to one of the caracoles. Uh, so like one of the like, I mean, I guess in English it'd be like a compound. Yet it's not a compound. It's, it, it's a, a, a piece of land that they control. And within that, um, we had to like present our passports and like say why we were there um, cause it's like, they control the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then once we got in, then you go in and they have like their own healthcare facilities and their schools. And they also have stores and like the, the restaurants, uh, to like to eat. Uh, and then they have their government buildings, uh, and all this amazing, amazing stuff. So it's like indigenous led, like indigenous land, indigenous led, and like for the community, 
uh, using local resources and sharing it between the other caracoles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm like, so, you know, like, again, just like being a native person, being like, oh, yeah, you get to walk onto like another like native person's controlled land and seeing the way that like, you know, they, they have like their their women's area for like all all things women, you know, that mm-hmm. don't exclude that, that don't include the, the male body, you know, yeah. Um, and their governance centers. And it, it was just it was really beautiful to see because um, it was like. It felt for us, you know, or like for me, I guess, you know, being up here in the States, like very grassroots yet, you know, something that they've been doing for decades. And again, for it to be like indigenous control over our local resources, uh, especially our land, you know, that was something beautiful. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, I just want to clear up. Uh, it was Zapatista, the word that I was looking for that I was blanking on earlier. So, yeah. 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 Dang. Right. Well, I know. It's like Native Peoples Unite. Come on now. Seriously. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> come on it. then. Well, that sounds like an amazing experience. All of it. Like the concert, uh, getting to go <laughs> to the art exhibit or show or I guess. Yeah, it's really an art event. show. I guess not an exhibition. It's more. Well, because you can like show. you can go and like purchase and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 So like a day, like a pop up mm-hmm. day event. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the conference and whatnot. It's wild uh, what you said about the conference, how it's like, you have these, for you, it was three days. And I guess technically the one that I went to is, yeah, it was three days as well. Yeah, you build like this synergy with other people, like-minded people. And then it's like this abrupt, like, okay, we're done. Goodbye, y'all. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see each other again. You're like, wait, we were just getting into it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's how it was. We're supposed to... Um, I guess kind of follow up within the next couple of weeks. So I'm very interested okay. to see kind of how they they navigated and how everything kind of um, resonated with them as well. But that's one thing that I definitely noticed is we're all you know we're we're the same in a lot of different ways and kind of go through some of the same struggles as artists and as women. Um, but yeah, great experience, great great exchange. Is there I guess is there a goal that is kind of stood out coming out of the conference um like did i set any new goals or 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 i guess like for all the conference participants like i i know you said that you all are going to meet here in a couple weeks yet like i guess i just wonder like they they brought all of you together and then i wonder what is the goal on the other side of that you know yeah that's what we were kind of trying to piece together because the the organizer um Jessa, who was very hands-on with everyone, she was like, okay, well, what do you want to see after this? This is our first yeah. time coming together um, in person. And so everyone kind of mentioned what, what they wanted, or at least a few of a few few of us did. Um, I was just super thankful. You know, I was kind of just grateful to be there in whatever direction it went in, I'm, I'm, I'm great with. Um, but they a lot of us really wanted to just see each other again <laughs> and okay, to be yeah. able to communicate again if not we go out there they come here um and that's what maggie was saying of um Makwa, uh Makwa studios she was saying how like you know it would be great to because they don't use like machines they use like just products that they make or it's just wood and so they're they really were 
you know, enjoying the machine that she brought and how she makes mm. things and how quick it was. So she was saying how, you know, what if they came up here and, you know, we, we could work hands on with them and have them create and do things like that, you know, and then we go down there and we kind of see what they have going on. And some people were saying, well, you know, it'd be really cool if we collaborated on something or if we all did something into one greater picture or just really just kind of getting to express ourselves in what ways we knew how to and in what ways we could to really come together and make something beautiful no matter if that was a piece of art or whether it was you know some sort of video or production or something to where we can really just pass this knowledge forward and let the world know about all of us and continue to kind of spark our brain so it's really just continuing the conversation and creating space to continue the conversation and not lose ties but that was kind of it and when we going into this they kind of left it up to, to get out what we wanted out of it so it was like okay um what are you learning they would ask ask us these questions um every day like well, how are you feeling what are you thinking are you inspired by anything and every day everyone was like heck yeah we are <laughs> so <laughs> it was really just kind of for us first and just getting to meet and understand other female artists um and getting inspired get inspired in ways that we chose to so yeah, yeah. so moving forward i hope that we maintain these connections and we can continue to see each other and what we do you know thankfully we have social media to keep up with people but um we're hoping that it goes a little bit further than that and we can physically have something and leave our mark in the world as a unit moving yeah. forward come on yeah. and you said that was that was like the first gathering right yeah it was the first one in person i don't know i'm assuming maybe they did them virtually but that's what oh, they were saying okay. before okay, that's okay. what they were saying when we got there it was just our first one in person so I, I'm, I'm not sure if they did other ones virtually or if they had other ones or how it was going but um yeah first time in person dope uh well, just like you had a list of some people to shout out, I, I have a list of some people to shout out to. Yes, please uh, do. I want to yeah. hear all the shouts outs so I can, yeah. <laughs> I can follow them. I want to know how your conference went. Oh, yo, it, it was a shit. I'm sorry. It absolutely was. It was super dope um, because we got to just like kick it with other podcasters. So literally like people like you and me, you know, uh, coming together on the first real day Wednesday. Uh, uh, Angelo and I, we went to this one session called Storytelling versus Storytaking. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was basically uh, focused on indigenous storytelling. Uh, and so they had two panelists. Uh, only one of them was able to show up. The other one um, travel something, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. So unfortunately, we weren't able to hear from the, the other panelist. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was dope. Uh, so uh, the person who I'm talking about, uh, her name is uh, Phelan Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, she's both uh, Mohawk and Tuscarora Bear Clan from Six Nations uh, Grand River Territory. Tor mm -hmm. Territory, excuse me. Uh, and uh, she she works for CBC, uh, so the the broadcast corporation up in Canada. Um, and she is the host of a podcast, uh, Buffy, which basically uh, it's a, a podcast focused on uh, singer songwriter Buffy Saint Marie. Okay. Uh, and then. Phelan is also a co-host of a CBC podcast, uh, The Secret Life of Canada, with Leah Simone Bowen. And mm. that one I've heard before, too, because it's like basically uh, an indigenous woman and a black woman talking about Canada uh, yeah. and like hashing out the history and like the, the current, you know, goings on of things. So it's cool that, you know, it's like uh, these two 
um, women of, of, you know, very distinct uh, communities being able to, like, put a critical eye on what we know with these uh, institutions uh, in the government and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was dope going to that session because then... Um, then there was a moment where Phelan was like, well, are there any indigenous podcasters in here? And so then, you know, you throw your <laughs> hand up and then we all got to look around and be like, okay, so I'm, I'm talking to you after this. I'm talking to you after this. I'm mm-hmm. talking to you after this. Yeah. Uh, and then that sparked like this really cool uh, thing that carried on into the next few days. So I met a couple brothers, uh, Joseph and Gabriel Behill. Uh, mm-hmm. They're Chubash uh, from down in uh, California and they have uh, Nightmares of the Americas, Indigenous Tales. Uh, so you can find them on Instagram at indigenous underscore tales. Yo, they're one just amazing. Uh, Angela and I got to kick it with them throughout the next few days and like talk to them. And they're just really cool people. Uh, yeah, I was listening to their show uh, while I was driving around these last few days and it had me cracking up. Like the two of them <laughs> together, uh, just two brothers like going back and forth about dumb stuff. I was, like, giggling throughout their entire episodes. I love uh, it. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, and then, like I said, they had these night events. So on that very first night, Wednesday night, uh, iHeartRadio hosted a party at Dre's uh, nightclub, which, you know, yeah. I, I don't really go out too much yet. You know, I know that's a name. I know that's a place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was wild because everyone's like, ooh, girl, this is the exclusive spot. Like, if you want to yeah. come up here, like, you got to, like. That's why when you're like, I'm at Dre's, I was like, Dre's? Like, y'all got that kind of pool? Okay, okay, I'm not mad at it. You know, it right. wasn't at a hotel club. It was at Dre's. I've only been there once, but shoot. See, I, I, I haven't even been. I just know it's a name. And mm-hmm. because I know it's a name, I've never even tried. Because uh, yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's that's above me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was wild, uh, like an open bar, fully private event for just us, and it was free to us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got to go to Dre's. Like I said, open bar. They had like um, some sliders that were going around, uh, and it was just all the podcast people, and we're just in there cutting up. Uh, yeah. The DJ was playing some good tracks. Then you know, then they would mix into like the okay, this is for the whole crowd. We get it, uh, <laughs> and then they would come back to like some good like ass shaking music again. Yeah, uh, and it was like it was a turn up that I did not expect. People were letting it like just like all hang out on the dance floor. People were getting loose, uh, like on the couches and like up on like the little standing areas. And I was like, okay, here we go then. One uh, in Rome, right? Exactly. Uh, so then that was really cool because then it just created connection with people. So on our way there, uh, we got to meet, there was this like crew of like people around who, well, <laughs> giggling around you, I thought were around, yeah, whatever. They're like in their mid twenties, you know, here I am in my mid thirties. So not really around my age yet. You know, like we're all young, active people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we saw them on the way there. And so then, like, we got to party with them while we were there. And then that friendship carried over into the next day and into the next day. Uh, so I got to meet uh, Alicia and Mahogany. Uh, and they are the co-hosts of a show called The Black Girl Journey. Uh, so on Instagram, you can find them at The Black Girl Journey, no spaces. Um Love their show as well. I got a couple episodes in the other day and um, also met uh, another, uh, this guy, Kelby, uh, out of 
Oakland, and then uh, another podcaster, Les, um, from the Balance Black Girl podcast. Uh, so you at Balance Black Girl podcast on IG, or you can do at Balance Les L E S to find her. Um, another native podcaster, Bertina Antonio, um, from uh, Kumiai Nation. So I said, oh, we had a Kumiai. Citizen uh, member uh, on our show the other, like, what, a couple weeks ago, uh, Pudizi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was dope. Uh, and also got to connect with uh, an Ambi Award winner. So, like I was saying, that, like, podcasts uh, award show. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, an award winner, uh, Anna Deshawn, um, who is the host of Queer News Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Black Queer Femme. Um, podcaster uh who just like such an open heart and uh super amazing mm-hmm. so yeah it was cool getting to like kick it with these people connect uh so the first night we had the dre's uh night out and then the second night they brought us to this place called peyote um trust there's a couple hugs that i have here coming up still uh yet uh then it was wild because like then they had food that was just bomb. Uh, again, open bar. Yet they they had like just like hella good food. As soon as we walked in, they had a vegan beet ceviche. Hmm. Uh, oh, I was fucking it up. It was so good. Yeah, uh, sounds. I mean, I don't like beets, but it sounds like it would be good for the oh, beet lovers. <laughs> oh my god, it was it was hella good. Then they had like these like loaded fries, like seasoned fries, and they also had a skewers of like this amazing steak. They had a little taco bar set up. Mm-hmm. It was dope. Um, yeah, we sat down and we were kicking it with Alicia and Mahogany and just like chopping it up, like getting each other's stories, laughing, doing all the things. Uh, and so it was really cool because then walking away from it it was like oh now i have new friends you know like mm-hmm. you spend so much time with people even like joseph and gabriel like we sat down with them and talked to them for a few hours and then after you spend so much time talking and like sharing your backstory and laughing with people then it's like oh i really fucks with you you know yeah uh so it felt really great to be able to go there for you know podcasting yet to really enjoy the experience of connecting with other people who happen yeah. to podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dang, what's well, yeah. dope? Yeah. How do you how did you feel afterwards? Like was it like, okay, I'm motivated to do this or I'm anxious to do this or I gotta stop doing this? What were some <laughs> of those things? Yeah, fully, fully motivated. Uh, so, you know, wanting to kick things into gear, uh, because it it was a major networking opportunity. Uh, got to speak about our show a lot with people and it's wild how much interest people would show every time I brought it up you know Uh, there were some people who'd be like "Ooh, quantum theory do you guys talk about quantum physics and I was like "Ooh, girl no no Uh, (laughs) we're not the science girls Uh, uh, and then it's crazy because then you know you have to break it down being like you know we discuss issues around blood quantum blood quantum is this And so it became really apparent to me, like having that elevator pitch ready to talk about the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also within that elevator pitch, again, we have to like work through a little bit of education Yeah. because, you know, people don't necessarily know 
much about Native peoples in America. That's how our education system is set up. Exactly. You know, again, the erasure of our peoples literally to this day um, and in this very moment where it's like even in presenting something, you know, I can't just be like, oh, it's me and my homie. We talk about this. Well, the relevance of it then, what's the relevance? Oh, this is the relevance. You know, mm-hmm. so then it's like a mini history lesson with every every introduction. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that the repetition of that really made it stand out. Uh, so, yeah, definitely left motivated to, one, help or for, for us to keep pushing our show forward. Uh, and then, two, to connect with all these people. And hopefully, three, to create greater community uh, because everything that we have right now is is very organic, you know? Yeah. And so being more strategic, uh, hopefully we can get a better reach and especially grow greater community for our listeners and for other, you know, of our amplified voices, those black and indigenous folks. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Yeah. Dang, that sounds great. Yeah. But I mean, that's, it's true. I mean, I would say we're kind of the extension or the stems of you know blood quantum for sure Mm because it's like this is what this is you know this is what this big term is and this is what it means and this is what it has done but this is the outcome of what this has done therefore these are our feelings these are our thoughts these are you know this is it's also the reasons for a lot of our you know greatest moments because you know we're motivated to doing this and doing that and so so yeah, I think a lot of people probably come in thinking you're speaking aside from quantum physics, but <laughs> you know, blood quantum. And it's like, well, no, it's like this is what has resulted of blood quantum, um, which is us two, us fabulous people, and you know, all the other fabulous people out there. So, so yeah, it's definitely seems like some really cool conversations to kind of be a part of. Um, yeah. Just also kind of seeing people's reactions, you know, mm-hmm. and what they what they kind of decipher from your pitch and what you said. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I saw the followers creeping in. So I'm right? like, okay, yeah. Kellen's out here, you know, pushing it, pushing the show. Yeah, networking down, and uh, it, it's it just it's it's refreshing, you know, to get around other creators and to be like, oh, you have a podcast? Tell me about your show. Mm-hmm. Then I tell you about my show, and it's like, oh come on like you know like that's that's dope like yeah uh just being able to be around those people uh and like i said kicking it with like alicia and mahogany like now now we're friends now they're like you got to invite us up we got to see your place and i was like oh i was like we got a juneteenth event coming up and they're like well we're booked for this year however maybe next year we can make it you know um or like i just posted something on my story because i was down at lcse the other day Mm -hmm. and they were having their mini powwow for the area fourth graders uh, and then, you know, I was getting a message from them being like, oh, I can't wait to come up and like experience some of your events. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, all right, you have like real connections on the other yeah. side of this stuff. Most uh, definitely. And one thing that I really did want to talk or like one thing that stood out to me is like, so we're sitting there kicking it. We're just talking about whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you so much to, to Alicia and Mahogany for like all their kind words. Cause Alicia like looked over and she was like. The show that you and your your homie are doing is like, it's so dope. It's so needed. And she was just like giving us praise without even like necessarily fully hearing our show or anything yet, you know, yet just going mm-hmm. off of the concept of yeah. like how, how we walk the world and what we're reflecting. Uh, and then one crazy thing that came up in our conversation was like um, talking about dating uh, mm-hmm. and like 
how to date and who to date. And I was like, and this is actually literally something that like affects us in our everyday life. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. we live in these other cities that are outside of the area of our home people. Yet because mm-hmm. again of this thing called blood quantum, basically like having enough blood to amount to uh, be enrolled within one's tribe. So our tribe specifically, uh, the Nest Purse tribe, you know, that's a consideration. It's like, yes, I can date whoever the fuck I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, this as the system stands right now with the amount of blood that is needed in order to enroll within our tribe, there's an actual consideration that you have to have to be like, oh, does that person have Nest Purse blood in order for any potential offspring in the future mm-hmm. to have enough blood in order to be in our tribe to continue the existence of our people on paper? Because regardless, we're going to exist, right? Our our land, our tradition, our our family connection, that's, you know, the U.S. government can't take that away. Yeah. yeah. A part, the, the legal part of it, though, uh, it you kind of have to play that game or, like, have that thought, have that consideration. And I remember them both just, like, being mind-blown, you know? Because, yeah. again, it's just something simple. Like, yeah, girl, I could be on Tinder, yet mm, I also have to have these considerations. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> and that's the sad part. It's, like, in order for my children to be counted... You know, mm-hmm. we have to compromise on love when there should be no compromise on love, you know, right? which is a whole another topic of discussion. But but yeah, it's true. It's 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 a it's a conversation for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was cool being there. And then it was cool, like having the real life moments. Uh, so say like uh, in the session about storytelling, you know, it, they were talking about, um, you know, trauma-informed reporting and how to connect with certain communities to not be extractive, you know? Like, if you're going into these Native communities or, like, what's your angle, what's this and that, as to not just, like, be a story taker yet, you know, being a part of the storytelling process. Uh, And so, that you know, it's a lot of, like, very relevant stuff, you know, talking about breaching historical trauma or, you know, uh, being cognizant of, of... cultural practices mm-hmm. uh, and they're like do we have any other questions or comments and I was like I raised my hand and I was you know we introduced the show or whatever and then I was like it's always crazy because it's like we have to talk so much about all the sad stuff that we don't even re- ever get to like focus on like the good stuff you know yeah. like the, to celebrate who we are and you know like we have to spend so much time it seems like always mm-hmm. educating people yeah uh that it's like fuck like also we're funny as hell and also we have all this like rich tradition and fantasy and sci-fi and you know lore and you know i don't know so yeah like like what you're talking about with um the museum in dc where it's just like such a heavy focus on like what the Mm -hmm. fuck has happened to us and it's like there's so much more to us, you know? Exactly. Same uh, exact feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, outside of that, um, in another one of the sessions, um, fuck, it's, it's slipping my mind right now. Um, but it's just like one of those moments where it's like, I don't know, like find your tribe or we got to have a powwow about this or oh, I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was. It was just one of those things where I was like, uh, girl, and then the one that really got me was uh, when we were in the lobby down at the place. Everyone's, like, at the bar, chopping it up. Everyone's just, like, having fun. 
mm-hmm. they have a live band there, and then the band starts to play YMCA. Uh, oh gosh! Exactly. Exactly. And so then you you turn around, and then the drummer has on like this absolutely ridiculous, just like cheap, ridiculous headdress, feathers going everywhere. It's like to the side, crooked. What it is, is not important. The fact that he actually just like put on the headdress in order to do the song and everyone's like out there dancing and partying. And I turned around and I was like, this is exactly what I'm talking about to these people that I just met. And they were like, light bulb moment you know because mm-hmm. um, basically I was you know it's like we walk our everyday life and simply by walking our everyday life there's these things that come into play every day that have historical ties mm-hmm. and so for us to be in that very situation with all these people that I just met kind of talking about our show and then for something to happen in real time I was like see even this right here I was mm-hmm. like you know imagine just somebody being up there in blackface or exactly. you know like doing something ridiculous uh, yeah, it's happening right here, right now, and and it has like this erasure complex that people don't really realize because that's it's built into the system. It's the way that you know uh, it's it's propagated to be that way to mm. not think and to not connect how this is an insensitivity. This is another form of erasure, uh, and yeah. So that was just kind of wild. I just remember turning around, and being like, "See, this is what I'm talking about right here," and then mm-hmm. people were like, "Oh." Got it. Uh, And that point that it's at that, you know, it's the oh, or it's the light bulb moment. And it's like a lot of people don't realize because it's just so naturally ingrained into the way that we live. And it shouldn't be, you know, there's so much more work to do. And it's like, okay, we have black folk over here, you know, to where, you know, we're on it. But Mm -hmm. here it's like us as native peoples, we're still trying to get it through people's thick skulls about the real, the basic things you know what i mean but it's like it's it's a longer process and it's crazy how much we still have to work it's not even work that we have to do it's just that work it's 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 i don't know i don't i don't even want i don't really know i don't i don't know how to necessarily describe it in terms of you know it's more so the other people's job to figure out and to have common sense about a lot of these things (laughs) and to really dig deep into actually just getting to know us, you know, it's just yeah. like people don't have that urgency to really truly understand um, when it really doesn't take much to understand. And then you'll see a lot of things just unfolding and why, you know, we choose not to be out in these streets all the time or choose not <laughs> to be relevant like everybody else because it's just like you guys just don't get it. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. That's my little rant. But it's like. Yeah. There's just so much that has to be undone and unpacked. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about last time in one of our episodes, you know, saying some of the words and the phrases that we're using that just have been everyday mm-hmm. phrases. And, you know, it, just a lot of things just have to be changed. I think, and at the same time, it's nobody's fault, you know, in yeah. terms yeah. of the genuine people who just truly don't know and who have those light bulb moments, but at least they turn, you know, at least they had them. But it's not... You know, it's not necessarily their fault because they aren't they aren't taught about who we are and where we are. I think the bigger issue is that people need these moments because we're not we're not being talked about. We're not being talked. That's the bigger issue. And um, just as I mentioned about the museum, it's like they're not seeing us for who we are today. And that's, I think, the biggest disappointing part. And that's why, you know, Res Dogs and Rutherford Falls and all these amazing shows and productions are big deals. And us getting these awards are kind of big deals because it's like, yeah, they're living unapologetically telling our stories for us and they were seen for it. You know what I mean? So... 
so yeah, there's a lot of, I don't even want to call it work to do because it's not our responsibility, <laughs> but there's a lot of, what's the word, you know, um, realizations people need to, um, yeah. need to realize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. That, that whole realize, realize, realize. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You know, it's true though. <laughs> snaps, snaps, snaps. But also it's true. Um, yes. Well, because yeah, I mean, that, that was the other thing too that's like really getting across is like, you know, I, I guess what stands out for me is like, I've always been somebody's native friend. People in these cities that I've lived in, Seattle, Spokane, Los Angeles, New York, being over in China, uh, all throughout Asia, you know, Indiana, crazy places that I've lived people didn't really have like a direct connection that stood out a lot of the times. And so like literally just being in a circle of friends and being that one person who has like ties to our, our tribe, to our ancestral homelands and to our traditions and to the realities of the world based off of history Mm-hmm. then, you know, just by simply being in that circle and sharing your, your perspective, like, you you learn these things from your friend, you know? So it's like, I've always been, quote-unquote, like, somebody's native friend to, like, in those times, being like, oh, I didn't realize that's what y'all were going through, or, oh, I didn't realize that history that y'all had, or, oh, I didn't realize that this was something to reconsider in my life because it's never been brought up to me in that way you know yeah uh and that's kind of like the selling point that i loved coming about in the pitch with everybody is like you know we're, we're those friends like exactly. we don't necessarily have to like pull out a history book and be like well in 1876 this and so then you can see it manifesting in 1912 with this and then in 1936 the other even though we do like talk about that stuff here and there just being able to like really talk about what seems innocuous here in the moment like oh that that's simple that's innocent it, it doesn't really whatever yeah no it really does it has like these deep ties uh and and it means a lot and like you said it's stuff to get unpacked and hopefully in the future we can work through that uh for the liberation of all of us uh, mm-hmm. and especially to stop the the erasure yeah and it all starts with understanding you know i've always said like when it comes to equality like everyone wants equality but nobody necessarily wants to take the time to understand that's the most important part is getting to understand these groups of people you do the research on your own time but then also ask the right questions when you have the opportunity to i mean it's all of our responsibility you know it's not just one group or the other i mean specific groups (laughs) depending on the situation (laughs) but i mean it takes it takes all of us to just to get to know people and get to understand people and understand where they come from and from their point of view because a lot of these things are false falsified or some things are exaggerated in ways that they shouldn't be um so it's just really taking the time to get to know and understand one another and you know by finding community and creating space so it sounds like you know the conference was a great position for you to do that and you had some amazing people actually listening to you and understanding you and it sounds like you did the same thing for them and that's what we need more of just in our everyday world you know yeah. So the next conference is coming up August 21st through the 24th uh, in Denver, uh, which is literally tail end of Art Market, Santa Fe Art Market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think 
that one goes until the 21st. So, uh, yeah, it would be awesome for us to get over there. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, and it's on my even, calendar. No, <laughs> as soon okay, as you texted okay, me, I said, okay, yes, I have okay. to. I'll go straight from Santa Fe to Denver yes. and we'll make it It's going to be like a whole week-long affair. Um, yes. Yeah. That's because I wanted to go when he texted me about this one and I was like, mm. oh, it's crazy because on the first day I yeah. have a speech and I was yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. well, you know, if there's another one, it's, it's, it's going, it's going down. Yeah. Yo, and, uh, shout out. Thanks to Angelo. He helped me, uh, get some business cards prepared cause I was out traveling and you know, I'm, I'm you know, the business side, I can always use extra help. So I always appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, include one of our photos on on the business card and so every time i was presenting somebody with a business card they're like oh y'all look so dope like oh like because you know <laughs> it's, it's the two of us like they're smiling yeah. doing whatever uh, and it really clicked for them too to be like oh these things that you're saying now that i have a visual to accompany it like oh i'm really drawn in uh yeah. so yeah a lot of people were like yo i would love like it would be so amazing to see you and uh michaela here at the exact same time like to see both co-hosts of the podcast uh, in this room and like you know seeing like how you guys present the show or you know just like to see us side by side like being like this is the shit that we do you know um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like come rock with us uh come find you know like all the things uh yes. so yeah i'm excited hopefully we can make that happen and then also too want to throw it in uh daniel's ear uh because maybe him and javier our homies over at uh brown sound can uh make their way as well um you know just thoughts uh, yeah because yeah and that's the, important um, to just throw out opportunities you know yeah. and so i hope every even if if y'all have a podcast and you're on here you know right rock out like we're here to be a resource yeah we indigenous podcasters low-key got together on the last day we just did like a little lunch together we nobody ate so it wasn't really a lunch yeah we just got together <laughs> we just talked uh, and we shared stories and then we asked each other questions, you know, both about like our shows and like the professional aspects or like community aspects. Uh, and then just like shared about our people. And so kind of like you coming out of that conference, it felt for us to be like, oh, how can we continue to like grow a network um, for like all the, the native podcasters? Because mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't like beyond us, like there wasn't any real indigenous native representation at the thing so it's like how can we change that then you know yeah like to show up and show the fuck out so yeah it's uh also inspiring in that way or like motivating in that way to be like all right let's let's unite because there's so many of us and so be able to just again show our presence and and to like be able to support one another Mm -hmm. would be amazing yeah I agree. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right. I agree. I agree. All of it. All of it. All of it. All of the things. All of yes. the things. <laughs> right. But yeah, that that was my trip down to Vegas. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to more. I also got to perform the other day, which is really cool. Down oh, at LCSC. yes. How did that go? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, Lewis and Clark State College there on traditionally Mipu homelands. Uh, present day Lewiston, Idaho. They're having their Native American Heritage Week. Uh, so I kind of mentioned before they had like a little mini pile that I showed up to on, I want to say Tuesday. And uh, it was all the area of fourth graders. They had like, uh, so down at LC at the gym, they had the entire, like one side was like just packed with fourth graders. Because mm. uh, it was like, 
kids from not only like Lewis and Clarkson to Sutton, um, cul-de-sac, they were coming from like all over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was packed. Uh, and that was cool. Got to see some family there, chop it up a little bit. And then, yeah, I got to perform yesterday. Um, it, it was cool being in their theater and the show turned out really great. There was uh, eighth graders from Lapo High School that were there. Um, they were part of the Nespers Language Knowledge Bowl that happens prior oh, yeah. to that. So they came mm-hmm. over from Knowledge Bowl straight to the show. And then also some more of my family members and elders. Like, it's funny. I always think of that scene in Rutherford Falls uh, where Jana's character is like, an elder said she was proud of me. And she like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's like, I don't know how to describe it or whatever. She's like on the verge of tears. She said she was proud of me. Her hands are so soft. Uh, you know, <laughs> that part. Seriously. There was elders at the show. That's bigger than a trophy. Like, right. That's like, the life, one of your life, that's like a life achievement. Like, exactly. It goes down in the book of achievements of your life. Where it's like, I feel so complete. An elder said she was proud of me. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely that. There was a couple elders there that like stayed and talked to me afterward. Uh, and just to like hear hear them and to hear their praise and, and their and to be able to thank them for coming and spending their time there, yeah, uh, was a beautiful moment. So you know I'm always appreciative of things like that. So getting to connect with not only the youth yet also those who came before us and who have trailblazed without a doubt. Yeah, so, yeah beautiful experience. Yeah, plus the show is just amazing. So I'm sure everyone Aww. loved it. Oh, thank you, thank you. well, it sounds like we had some great and productive past week and a half. It did feel like forever. This time went by so <laughs> so fast. I looked at the time and I was like, oh, wow. It felt like it was only like 15 minutes because right. we were finally catching up. Yeah, y'all, we don't always catch up. I mean, we have what we send each other memes and jokes. <laughs> but when it comes to like really catching up, you get to hear most of it, if not all of it on the show. So um, Truly, all though. good things. And I'm super proud of the both of us. I'm super proud of you, especially for just, you know, doing the damn thing. So I'm really eager to kind of see how these next few months goes. And I hope we stay on top of it and keep the ball rolling. Um, I know that we will, but it's been a great, great week and a half. Sounds like making connections, networking, you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Thank you, love. And, you know, the same goes back to you. Uh, Trailblazer, I used that word just a second ago, and I'm literally looking in the face of one right here and right now. Uh, So, yeah, you keep doing all the things, and it low-key will most likely be something that we do together. uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah, from what the calendar is saying, because, yeah, the end of March is coming up quick. Very Uh, quick. Yeah, and there's some things going down. So I'm also actually looking forward to, you know, blazing some of these trails alongside you in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we've been doing it uh, here virtually for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, until then, um, but I won't say until then because, you know, y'all are going to, we're going to, we're going to speak again. We're going to have another episode. Like, yes. Gonna, I know mm. I say until then as in the end of March because you, you'll still hear us. We just won't see each other until yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I, I did forget to bring up one of the questions that I saw come to us uh, through Facebook. Uh, yeah, I also, Facebook. again, we haven't, we haven't really, I know, right, Randall? Um, <laughs> we haven't necessarily addressed people, and, and again, talking about building community, 
Uh, do please reach out to us. We have our email, quantumtheorypod at gmail. Um, mm-hmm. If you have any questions um, or mostly questions, yeah, I don't know about suggestions. I'm like, we also want to connect with you you can also hit us up on our Instagram this is all in the outro as well you, you'll hear it in a more sultry and well put together voice uh, after this <laughs> piano plays you'll hear it uh, yeah honestly no really do reach out to us uh, and let's work to uh, build connection uh, because yeah that's, that's what we're here for this community building and uh, yeah just grateful for you listening in so thank you everybody for tuning in today as always it's a pleasure to be here with my crew simply talking our black native talk like we do there's a whole lot more for us to discuss though so stay locked in you can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics questions or small business shout outs to our socials and you might just hear us discuss it on air our ig handle is at quantumtheorypod and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory so be kind to yourself out there. Know that you're a boss and drink plenty of water. Kotskiya pihechnu. See you next time.